This episode is sponsored by Rockstar Connect at rockstarconnect.com. Let Rockstar Connect help your brand become a rock star in your industry and create local celebrity status in your sphere through monthly meetups and networking events. Find the next Rockstar Connect event in the Triangle or in your area at rockstarconnect.com slash events. Thank you for listening to the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit guyswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. I am Joe. This is... Hola, everyone. Josh here. (laughs) And this is Guys Who Do Stuff, where we help you get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? And today, our guest is Chris Schultz. Chris, who is a publisher at Carry Magazine, where he manages advertising and also handles sales for other regional publications like Southern Living, Coastal Living. He's been with them since 2008. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, just tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about what you get to do over there at Carry Magazine. Um, I get coffee for everyone every morning. and no, I, I do a lot of sales. A lot of what I do revolves around sales and just managing the the budget of the magazine. Yeah. So. Is there a secret to advertising that you can share with the business owners and entrepreneurs in the Guys Who Do Stuff audience? Is there a secret sauce? I don't know that there's a secret sauce, but with us, I do think that it's it helps a lot that we are we touch on a lot of different points. I mean, a lot of people say we want to stay away from print. We do digital. We like to do events. At Carry Magazine, we do them all. We do have our print publications. We do have a very strong digital presence. We have over 40,000 email addresses for folks in Carry and Western Wake that we've built over the past 15 years. Being able to touch on several different levels of marketing is is kind of the, the secret. So it's, it's probably not one thing, but it's a collection of things. Right. And there are definitely different ways to go about what you're doing. I mean, from an advertising standpoint, with Carry Magazine, it's it's very much a branding-based thing. If you're doing print, it's branding. I mean, no one's no one's sitting there and they're going to rip out a coupon from Carry Magazine and, and, you know, rush to the restaurant. Now, from a digital standpoint, that's different. If you've got something going on this weekend and we blast out an email that, you know, yeah, ruckus is having an event this Saturday. I don't know that that's true. I'm just example. Right. You know, that's more of a direct response. And it's interesting about like kind of just the state of magazines. Cause I, I would kind of be naive, I guess, in my understanding before I started doing research in that, cause you kind of just hear like print is having a really hard time, but actually the numbers seem to be indicating that the readership is okay, but the, but the money is not as much there as it used to be. I knew you were going there. Even before I came in today, I knew you'd go there, but you know, everyone says print is dead, print is dying. I don't think that print is dead or dying. It's just, it's evolving and it's changing in the way that people are accessing it. I mean, a lot of B2B publications, you know, if you're, you know, and you're in finance and you're used to reading money magazine for more of a professional aspect, yeah, you're going online and you're getting those articles and you're reading that in bits and pieces, in newsletters, in podcasts, you're going on different digital avenues. Something like Southern Living and Carry Magazine and um, Coastal Living, you know, that is something that people are, you know, they're making a conscious decision to sit down and just relax and flip through a lifestyle publication. Yeah. You know, it's, they don't need that information. They just want to 
want to read and feel connected to the community. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was surprised. That number of people is not shrinking. That is not the number that is going down. And uh, the companies that are being successful like yours have found ways to jump into other platforms like events and right. to get smart about digital marketing and to help people expand their reach and, and grow through those platforms. I think that's that's smart. And I think that the other thing that I found that I thought was really interesting, because I think it ties to what you guys are doing, is the other magazines that seem to be weathering the storm very well are in the lifestyle category. Mm-hmm. And they're in um, like the... Um, I don't know. I don't know the right way to say it, but like higher end, like luxury, luxury. Yeah, luxury. exactly. Yeah. And Con- that's, that Con- happens to be your guys's niche. Condé Nast and that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'm curious as far as weapons of choice, uh, what, what if any daily habits do you have that you think contribute to you being good at your job? Oh, I don't know if I have any daily habits. I'm really <laughs> all over the place. I think that makes me, I just jump in every day and see what needs to be done and get, just start picking things off. Yeah. I mean, that's just doing stuff. That, yeah. That's the daily habit. I right mean, there. guys who do stuff, <laughs> that is the daily habit. I mean, I just start picking things off. I think people underestimate that greatly. Like the idea of taking action, like you don't get results if you're not constantly taking action. Yeah. And certainly, um, a, certainly a balance. Are you a morning person or a night person? An owl, night owl. I am. I am not a night owl. I I prefer to get up and get the day going and and get get things done. Mm. Yeah. How long have you been in the area? Are you a native? Are I you? am. So I'm a military brat, but I did. My mom and my maternal family is all from Wilson, North Carolina. Okay. So all summers, no matter what Marine base we were on, all summers we're in Wilson, North Carolina, and then moved back here in '96 for uh, senior year of high school at Athens Drive and. Oh, okay. Wow. Athens yeah. That's a tough high school, isn't it? I mean, it can be, right? I was, I, honestly, by the time I moved here, it was my senior year, and the credits that I had transferred, I had to be there literally two and a half hours a morning. I mean, tough, and, like, you got some serious peer pressure there. Like, the neighborhood itself is known to be a bit rough, or is that Athens Drive? I have, uh, I maybe I remember there was. You're a military brat, so nothing like that phased <laughs> you at all. You're just like, get out of here. Do you remember there was a kid running around with a machete at one point? Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking <laughs> I mean, about. I that, mean, that, that did happen. Yeah, I, don't, I knew I, it. I knew it. I wasn't present. That is actually, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I was there that day. Yeah. But again, I was, you know, I would go in for about two and a half hours. Yeah. Do like, I think it was English and American history and then go to uh, Hickory Hams and work the rest of the day. Hickory Hams. It all started there. It all, yeah. <laughs> Bear Rock Cafe. You've been in your current profession since 2008. Correct. And so Correct. I bet you've learned a lot in help in the sales department, which means you get to work with the clients. And so you get to you get to talk to them about what's effective, what makes a great campaign. What are some of the things that you're constantly find yourself coaching people when they're like, I need to, do people come to you with like a sense of panic? Like I need to, people need to find out about me. And there's that um, kind of thing. I or, wish people came to me with a sense of panic. And, yeah. and you and, have to go to them and create yeah, panic. They, you, you know, <laughs> you, you do have to go out and, you know, chase things down. People do come to you and they're starting a new business or, you know, they're, they're, they're going to expand, um, vibe. Vibe yeah. co-working. Vibe co-working. I was, you know, going over to Whisk. I'm friends with Dan over at Whisk and I would walk in there all the time and, this one walks up and says, Hey, you know, I know you get out and about a lot. Do you know of any spaces that I could make into a co-working space? I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't. But let me, let me introduce you to some folks who might, you know, who knows commercial real estate in the area, who knows what might come be coming up, what's available and put them together. And yeah, voila, 
That's fantastic. So if you don't know and you're in the Cary area, we're in Cary Town Center Mall and we're yeah. in Vibe Coworking, which used to be a spa. So it's got all these kind of high-end finishes and they've created this co-working place that kind of targets on empowering women. And it's a fantastic place to work. It's a, it's a cool co-working area and uh, they definitely have a, a unique vibe, um, which is real cool. And, and I like that it's something else in the mall that's having a really hard time right now. Yeah. You mean the malls in general are having? Yeah, the malls in general seem to be having some challenges. But things like co-working spaces, gyms, like seem to be smart additions to these properties. That I read that on LinkedIn, like a lot of gyms are going into yeah. old, old anchors, which you know seems smart. I uh, saw that for the first time when I went to visit my parents in South Carolina. There was a Planet Fitness in the mall, and I was like, "This makes a lot of sense." Your parents are in South Carolina. Yeah, yeah I didn't Charleston. know that. They live in Charleston. Yeah, you rock star. Do you, do you know anyone from Southern Charm on Bravo? I don't. Oh, man. Ooh, that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know Danny McBride calls it home now, and those boys are making, like, uh, you know, their uh, gemstone, uh, Righteous Gemstones, HBO. They're, you know, yeah. they're really doing a lot with Charleston. Anyway. Back Did to you, um, speaking of cool new development in the area, I don't know if you came in through 40. Did you drive by the Fenton and how they're clearing everything oh, yes. out there? Oh, yes. I'm very, yes. I've, I've stayed on that for a couple of years now. Yeah. It's exciting to see some movement there, huh? It is. It, yeah, they, they were up here uh, a few weeks ago from Atlanta, and I met with them, and it's, you know. Oh, that's fantastic. It's, it's evolving. Yeah. How, I, they have this teaser video online that just is, I imagine, did its job, which whetted my appetite, but I really want to know more about what's going in over there. It looks like it's, that video looks like it's and like a artificially made drone video. Kind yeah, of. Like, it does. It is. I think it is an artificially made drone. What are we talking about? The Fenton? Yeah. So Fenton. I think it's FentonNC.com. Yes. This is the website, okay. and uh, it's essentially these. I think it's forty-two acres, maybe, of of land that they're developing. It's like one of the larger tracks left in carry of undeveloped land. Mm -hmm. Do I they're, got that right? Yeah, they're going to be. I mean, Wegmans. Is, is that where Wegmans is going? Yeah, okay. Wegmans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's where one of the Wegmans is going. So excited. Off of fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah. And so if they rezone this place, the Cary Town Center Mall in Fenton going in over there, this side of Cary is going to have quite an upfit Yes, by the summer of 2021 is I think what Fenton is targeting. Yeah, that's, I think that's what the sign over there said now too. Yeah. yeah. That's soon, guys. Yeah, that's not that's that like long. Two years now, isn't it? Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about all the potential places my daughters can walk and have an after-school job. You're excited about your property value. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Go, Jay. I live close. <laughs> Don't do you? Yeah. Very much so. So you got to you get to meet with the the guys from Fenton. You're in, involved in that project, or no, 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 no. Just asking them what's going on. Yeah. Just, just again, what's exciting that they have going on? Um, everything they said that was exciting was just stay tuned for a press release that's coming. You know, no, no yeah. this isn't signed yet. That isn't signed yet. It was gotcha. You know, they can't overshare. We don't it, need another yeah. IKEA where we all get our hopes up. <laughs> I remember my favorite meme that I saw when Ikea was rumored to come here. So if you're listening and you're not from our area, there was an Ikea that was supposed to anchor the mall that we're currently in yes. that the deal fell through. Yeah. Uh, Ikea changed their strategy and they decided they didn't want to do cities the size of Cary, from what I understand. Yeah. But I saw this really funny meme online or maybe it was somebody in a group text, but they just said, everybody grab your number five Allen wrench. We're going to go hope Ikea gets set up. <laughs> <laughs> Meatballs provided. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Oh my gosh. I'm glad they didn't come here actually. Oh, you don't need any more Hergen Flurgens for your living room? I no. think it would have been great. Everybody in the triangle would have just instantly adopted a Swedish uh, minimalist style in their homes. <laughs> it just would have been like, mm, instantly. X-Torps for everyone. So I love your approach. I appreciate you just, hey, what's going on? I mean, it's pretty much you're open, right? Like you, you're inquiring. Well, 
Yeah, I mean, that's, again, that's another part of, you know, the role that I'm in is just kind of knowing what's next in carry and just constantly keeping your finger on the pulse of the yeah. community and just. I love that stuff so much. Like, I'm such a nerd about, like, what's coming to our I get very excited. Like if I see a yeah. sign, like a construction sign, like I wish I knew more. I want to talk all about it. Well, right. And I mean, and same with me. I mean, I got out of the car. I wanted to get in here, but as soon as I leave here, I'm driving over to where Sears used to be because I saw that they had a banner up and I want to know what the banner's for. It's yeah. I mean, downtown Cary is growing a lot too. I mean, that's, yeah, downtown's exciting. I mean, it's still, I mean, it's small, it's quaint, but you can spend a week in there. I mean, you can just, yeah. a, a nice little I love relaxing. What, what's going on with the breweries, and now there's finally restaurants down there. Like, when we first moved to Cary, we, we moved close to downtown. There was nowhere to eat. Like, you couldn't go down and hang out in downtown Cary. Yeah. I mean, there was the place that on the corner that you could get a couple hot dogs from. Oh, Ashworth. Ashworth, yeah. Which is great, but that's different than... Like well, a, yeah, but I mean, you've got... <laughs> You got Crosstown. You've got, yeah, this was before that existed. Yeah. So Crosstown's fantastic. Now they got all these cool places to eat downtown. Pizza Felici. I mean, all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. The maintenance has really good food Yeah, as well. And Crosstown is opening like a breakfast joint right next to Crosstown too. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, that's that. great. They that's need nice. a breakfast joint. That would yeah. be fantastic yeah. down yeah. there. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, so what what's kind of your favorite part about getting to work in your field? I think what I just said is just constantly – talking to people yeah. and meeting with people and just, just in, honestly, information is power. So just yeah. keep talking with and meeting and networking. And that's the biggest thing is networking. Right. Is, so how do you, uh, what kind of, what kind of networking things do you attend regularly? Yeah. The world. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm not one of those, you know, cha- uh, you know, kind of chamber type events or yeah. business after hours. I just get out there. Right. I mean, just Again, it's kind of circles back to, you know, what's the first thing you do in the day is just go do stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I find that most people, if you ask questions, they want to talk about what's right. going on. Yeah. People are friendly. That's kind of the whole premise of the show. Honestly, Josh, I feel like one thing that has been overwhelming for me is how generous people are with their time yeah. and their wisdom and what they've learned and how just willing they are to share. Like yeah. they, they just legitimately seemingly want to help other people yeah. out. Yeah. And that is... That is across the board from pretty much any guest that we've had on the show. Yeah. So I haven't, there's not like withholding, like, I'm not going to tell you my secrets. Yeah. Oh, that got a little awkward. It felt like ASMR <laughs> there for a second. I won't whisper again. I apologize. <laughs> so how did you, um, how did you get into sales originally? Yeah. Um, I was in food. Like I, I, I wanted to be in food. I wanted to do own my own restaurant. I wanted to cook okay. and undo all that. And I worked in restaurants as a teenager, I worked here at Hickory Hams and then it turned into Bear Rock and I was with them for forever um, until I left really. And then uh, right around 2001, I, after we moved up to uh, Charlottesville area, I was, you know, I had opened up, a, helped open up a couple delis up there Okay. Um, and realized that I did not want to work 80 hours a week. I hear that about the restaurant industry. Is it just in startup phase or is it always like that? I think it's, it, it seemed to have been for me always like that. And, you know, again, getting to talk to all the people of the community, you know, I, I think it just tends to stay that way because there's always a fire to put out. Yeah. Yeah. Restaurant seems like I get, I get with the appeal. Like it seems like a very fun thing to do to get to serve people food and hang out with people and yeah, and it's customer service and it's, People, it's really hard to not 
be in a good mood when you're enjoying a good meal. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite restaurant now? Do you have a favorite food and, and Raleigh in particular? Death and Texas is an amazing restaurant. We, Death and Texas? Yeah. Oh, town. cool. Have you heard of that, Joe? Oh, I haven't. Death and Texas is one of uh, Ashley Christensen's restaurants, downtown Raleigh. And uh, we that's a special occasion restaurant. But um, I would have to say just kind of for a lunch all the time, I would go to Brewery of Havana. Uh-huh. The food is amazing. Yeah. yeah. My wife and I ate there once and it was one of those things where a lot of the stuff on the menu I didn't understand. Just ask the server what would be good. And oh my goodness, everything we had was so good. Yeah. I've learned that too. Like at for the first time we ever went, you you read some of the things and you're like, ah, I don't, I don't know, know what that is. I don't know what that is. But <laughs> after time, it's like, it's a, this thing where it's like, okay, we haven't tried this yet. Yeah. That's the great thing about a great restaurant. Like the weirder it sounds on the menu, the more I want to order it from a great restaurant. Yeah. It's like, what the heck is that going to be like? Because you wouldn't think of combining those two things. That must be really good. Yeah. Back to kind of getting into sales. Was there anybody like, did you find anybody like as a mentor that helped you kind of along the path? Not in sales and radio, but when, when I got back here, there was much more of a, um, a mentored approach to, yeah. to SNA Cherokee. Yeah. Tell us about SNA Cherokee. Um, yes, obviously since if I've been there for 12 years I, and don't intend on ever, hopefully never leaving, I, I love it. It's, you a know, great that was the first thing I thought when I was doing research, I went to their website and everybody on there under the about had been there for years and years. Yeah. And that's an indicator that you got a great company going. Yeah, we are. We are very lucky to, to work where we do. Yeah. So what is SNA Cherokee? SNA Cherokee is, you know, we do have SNA Communications, which is the PR side of the company. And we have Cherokee Media Group, which is the, the, obviously the publishing side of the company. And, um, and do you have, can you rattle off all the magazines that you guys have, all the properties? So mainly it's all automotive publications, mm -hmm. auto remarketing, subprime, uh, auto fin journal, buy here, pay here. These are all things I don't have anything to do with. I see them, I hear them. But, but they were kind of the foundation of the company. Very much so. I mean, it's it, still a strong Oh, that's factor. Yep, yeah. The very strong factor. And that 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 is honestly one of the main reasons that you know, while Carry Magazine is a great magazine and it is amazing, it is amazing because we have access to all of these awesome resources that the automotive side has. This show is produced at Podcast Carry, a professional studio making podcasting simple and fun. Located in Vibe Coworking in Cary, North Carolina. Want to start a podcast to create great content for your business and establish yourself as a thought leader in your city? Go to podcastcarry.com, connect with your audience, grow your brand. But, you know, our event staff, they, they, do, they do events all over the country, yeah. huge week-long conferences. So for them to put on an event for Carry Magazine, you know, for a night is, it's hard. I'm, it, it's not easy, but, you know, it's, it's something that they can very much maintain and, yeah. and handle. Another thing that I think magazines do that's really smart, and you guys do it very well, is you come up with the regional awards. Yes, the Maggie Awards, which the are Maggie awards. being voted on I just voted. right now. You voted yet? I haven't voted today. You should vote. You should vote. <laughs> Thanks, pick, guys. I will. Pick your pick your best restaurant or, or whatever it is. Right on. Um, yeah, that has something that has grown astronomically. And I've heard that from business owners that one, it's fantastic word of mouth. It's fantastic advertising, and it really helps increase their bottom line if they get to be the recipient of this. It's kind of like the People's Choice Award. It's kind of like this unbiased, this it, is what the community thinks. These are the good people. 
I think that's the great thing about the Maggie Awards is one, it has just, like I said, has grown astronomically. I mean, over 10,000 people vote, not, not 10,000 votes for, come on. That's awesome. That's, that's a lot of people out there voting. Um, What's some voter tips? Because I didn't fill in the ones I didn't know. Like, I I didn't feel like it was a ballot. Like, uh, (laughs) I'm just making up stuff. Well, and I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you got people market this. They're like, you know, make sure you vote us best, you know, best best new restaurant. Mm -hmm. So some places will go in and people will go in and just vote for the best new restaurant. That was their only interest and they move on. And a lot of people do kind of follow through and, and we hope vote for something in every category. But, um, I mean, it's just, it is intense. I will say that. Yeah. I mean, so how does it work primarily? Is there like a nomination factor or do you guys just total the totals and that's it? We, a few years back, we used to have a nomination process mm-hmm. and then we would go in and tally everything up. And then have people vote on just the winners? And then we would, and well, no, it was a nomination process. We would go in and take the top 10 like the the people who the pe- people or business who had the ten most nominations in yeah. each category, and that would be the ballot for that category. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would have just people click on which one they wanted, and then we would go through and tally all that up. What we learned is we were basically doing double work. Yeah. Um. We, so we decided to just let people vote, and we'll tally everything up, and that's it. Yeah. And it's a write-in. So that's got to be a lot of administration on your side. People spelling stuff wrong. All it's that not kinda. super bad except for uh, doctors and dentists. Okay. Yeah. And told you. <laughs> yeah. People don't know how to spell them. <laughs> no, it's uh, some people use their first name. Some people use doctor. Some people use Dr. P. So when you go yeah. to sort that data. I like to vote for Dr. Jeff. Oh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> I like my Dr. Jeff. What's the word Maggie? What's that about? Why did it come from? I think that was before my time, but um, I think it's a take on the Emmys. It's a magazine, Maggie. Gotcha. Emmy, Ooh, I believe, like the Dundies. Yeah, the, <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Nice. But uh, the thing I like the most about those awards is we really maintain the integrity of those. I mean, we go through, and you know, only one email address gets used. Gotcha. If there's duplicates, we remove it all. Um, we verify that those are real email addresses. If we get a bounce back, we go in and remove those. Gotcha. Uh, no employees, no spouses, no families voting. So, and it's, it is what it is. You got advertisers who spend a lot of money and don't win. And you've got people who don't ever want to advertise who win every year. It, it is what it is. Yeah. What, what happens happens. I think that's, that's one of the things that is great about like this kind of review culture that we currently live in. Like there's, there's this, there's this voting by your peers that because of Amazon and the way we shop now has really kind of came into our America, our psyche of yeah. the way that we want to do business. And so th- you're right. Like a Maggie award is a big deal. Like if you see a sticker up on somebody's business that indicates that they've won the local award mm. this year for the best restaurant and you're walking down the street, you're probably going to pop into that place versus the one next door that doesn't. Right. And because we all don't want to miss out. Like, what is everybody else doing? I want to do what everybody else is doing. (laughs) Yeah. It is, um, you get people who are really adamant about it. You know, they're, they're ramped up. They're ready to go with their Instagram posts and their Facebook posts. And I started getting the emails last week from all the things I subscribe to locally. Would you please vote for me on the Maggie's? And it just, and just promote it and really stay on top of it. 
what I find the best is when you go to call a business, you know, in October after we've tallied everything up, you're like, I just want to let you know that you won, you know, best, you know, best appetizer for the Maggie awards. What's Maggie awards. And it's like, <laughs> they put no effort into it. And you're, you're telling them that they like, that's an indicator that. that it's a real award, right? Yeah. There. Well, no, it's just like, they, they, they're like, Oh, I, we didn't even try to do this. Like we yeah. didn't. And, and, for them to like, then they get super appreciative about it. They're like, oh, you know, are you serious? Like we, we won this and we didn't even try to do anything. Yeah. That's so awesome. Th- that's what I like. Yeah. That's very cool. It's it's the people that are like emailing you every day for 30 days. Like, how we doing? How we doing? How oh we gosh. Doing? How Drain. Doing? And <laughs> it's like, it's like, don't reply. <laughs> oh yeah. Take note people out there in your twenties doing that desperately. Like I used to do. I did that once for a, a thing for Peroni beer. They had, I was living in New York city and uh, I had a friend at the Apple store in Soho and I would go by, I was like, it was like a voting thing. So it was like one of the dumb things I've done that never amounted to anything. And so you vote, you create this sort of video and then have people vote on it. And I would go in the Apple store every day. And then she, and then all the people that she was friends with, they would all like go and click. And I would go onto every computer and click and click and click and click <laughs> like daily. And I won the absolute number of votes and uh, I ended up not winning. I didn't get the award because they must have been able to track that. I see. Yeah, so it was like pretty stupid, but I'm telling the story now. <laughs> but uh, gosh, they probably did what we used to have to do. Like yeah. before, before there were hot spots, and you know, you would jump on Wi-Fi at one particular place, and everybody was on it. You know, yeah. it was we would just scrub the IP address. You know, every IP address was different. So if we saw it coming from the same IP address 500 times, you're like, yeah. Yeah. nope, that's <laughs> no. wrong. But you can't do that anymore because, I mean, I'm sure like in this building, you've got, you know, Share. 25 people on the same. Shared Wi-Fi uh, and city Wi-Fi yeah, is becoming exactly. more and more popular. Exactly. So oh, yeah. Just jumping on the network of like Raleigh's network. It's going to get harder and harder to tell that stuff. Well, it's good to know you have a high standard of integrity when the Maggie Awards come around. So yeah, you should go vote. There's no podcast category, though. I just liked it. I didn't notice it. What? <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we added a question, though, at the end this year. What category would you like to see? I did. I did. Write, I think I wrote podcast. If I didn't, around. then yeah. shame on me. Yeah. But I would like to see that category. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I love hearing, like, I think what's cool about magazines and what's cool about newspapers is I think, I'm curious, do you think that this is happening? I think there's a return to wanting hyper-local information. There's there's a return to a sense of community. Yeah. Uh, and that's I mean, a better way to say it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's kind of like what you're looking at with the Fenton across the street that's yeah. going in or a Park West Village, you know, outdoor concerts mm-hmm. at this, you know, small, well, they're really not small, but, you know, small lawyer concerts, right. and something you wouldn't go to at like Walnut Creek, but just being able to go to Park West or go to Fenton or go to Parkside and just attend a concert or play at the Splash Pad at Waverly or play at the park at Waverly and just have restaurants, local businesses. I think there is a bigger return to that. Yeah. And I think it, I don't know if it's a reaction to like pop culture is great. I'm glad I'm an American. I love pop culture. I'm thankful yes. for Netflix and all the awesome yeah. stuff that, that exists because of it. So I'm not bashing pop culture at all, but I feel like, like social media and just if you spend all your time in pop culture and social media, what's missing is the community. Like you were saying, like, I don't actually know those people. I don't get to talk to them. I don't get to know what's going on with their family. I don't get to, uh, and you get that with local stuff. And that's what exactly why I don't, I don't and never have had a Instagram account, a Facebook account or a Twitter account. I just, 
I don't know who those people are. And yeah. it's like high school people that want to invite right? you. And it's like, I haven't seen you in 20 years. We're, I did that. I'm good. Speaking of funny confessions, the dumb stuff we've done. Like I went through, like I tried to be popular on Twitter forever ago when like it first came out. So this is like, man, this is probably 10 years ago. And I did the thing, like follow the rules, right? Like follow X amount of people a day <laughs> yeah. like this, use these hashtags, et cetera. I grew it up to like, I think at the time I got to like 7,000 people, which was impressive for a guy that's not a celebrity and really wasn't doing much at that time in his life. And, um, and then I finally remember after pouring all these hours and hours and stuff into it, just kind of in a moment of reflection, being like, well, one, it ruined Twitter for me. Now Twitter is a useless tool because it's just a bunch of garbage sauce and uh, a bunch of followers that are just like follow back. Like it was just a bunch of us following the same rules, just following each other back, not interested at all in what each other are doing. <laughs> Everyone, <We're> just, <laughs> you found seven other 7,000 people like you that yes. just wanted to get to 7,000. <laughs> right. They're in, never going to look at each other's tweets that are never <laughs> going to engage in any kind of meaningful conversation. It was all about the numbers and um, like, it's just kind of fruitless. Do you accept all the spam like LinkedIn invitations too, just to get that 500 plus? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But I learned through that exercise that I was totally doing social media wrong. And um, I think I abandoned my Twitter for a good couple of years just because it was like, well, part, partly embarrassment, partly like this was not fruitful at all. And, um, and so now I think I'm on social media for the reason a lot of people are on social media, which is to see what's going on in the lives of your friends and family. Yeah. I mean, it's a great way to stay connected with, uh, Hey, there's a picture of my kids, my bud, my buddy's kids going to school. That's great. Like stuff you wouldn't get to see if you, yeah. if you weren't there, but it can be a time suck for sure. Mm. I've heard a lot of people recently talking about how for productivity, it's a game changer to just delete that stuff off your phone. I've had it off my Facebook, off my phone, and it's it's great. It was like an accident. I didn't know my password to get in. I was just like two or three days, like I'm gonna get back, in. but I never did. And I'm you like, broke I'm the, thankful. You broke the crack so, habit. Yeah, it actually helped me to separate and organize <laughs> yeah. my life into okay. Well, I use this device for this, this for this, this for that, and it's like helping me get organized. So, uh, yeah. haven't spent so much time in advertising and in marketing. Um, what have you noticed that are strategies that you would tell business owners? that if you applied some of these strategies uh, today, that they would compound into big results later? That's a tough, that circles back to the first question. Like, you know, what is, you know, what, what's the perfect plan? Yeah. And I don't think there is a perfect plan. I, I, mean, I love people that are honest. Cause I totally agree with that. <laughs> I mean, you got to find what's right for you. I mean, you know, people will say, well, you know, I don't think print works. Well, how do you know print doesn't work? Right. You know, it's like my kids not liking sushi. It's like yeah. you would like it if you'd put it in. You would just try well, it. Just yeah, give it, <laughs> give it a try. But you know, I, I see people do some very odd methods where the, you know they've advertised with us for ten years or eight years, and they're they're like, okay, we're stopping this year. It's everything. We're just gonna stop everything, and then they'll come back and be like, okay, that didn't work. Hmm. You know, we we do need to spend money to make money. We realize that. Yeah. So it's you just gotta kind of do what you feel works for you and it's it's good talking to people and learning more about what does work for them what yeah. they have seen work for them that you know you can translate into other businesses how do you coach people to find what works for them i don't coach people to find what works for them i a lot of i gotta tell you a lot of the folks that can carry that start a business and carry they know what they're doing yeah i mean they've they've got it figured out and usually they will hire an advertising agency um i mean i'm not an advertising agency we sell advertising and we offer marketing solutions you know digital print 
events, but you got to really have someone to sit down and delve into what you're doing and what works. I mean, if, if you're just going to put an ad in, in and say, you know, well, we asked everyone that came in where they, where they saw us and, you know, no one said the billboard, no one said, you know, the TV commercial, yeah. no one, no one said the radio, you know, you, you can't rely on people to, to give you the information. You've got to find a way to track it. And that's one of the smart things behind digital is they give us so much control over the information and knowing where stuff comes from. I see that it's, you can, you can narrow down some digital to some really scary. I see more and more like shopping centers doing geofencing right. to see how far people are driving to get to their target, to get to their Harris Teeter, to get to the shops that they have within, you know, right. their area. If you're not aware of what geofencing is, can you just lay that out real quick? So you would set as if, if it's, let's say it's Cary Town Center, you know, you'd set up kind of a geofence around Cary Ta Town Center so that when I came in today, it's basically telling you based off of my phone mm -hmm. and my billing address where I'm coming from. Like, oh, you've got people from Raleigh coming to Cary Town Center. Right. So basically, it's a tool that allows you to draw a circle around the area that you're mapping. How would it know you're from Raleigh? Because it knows your phone info? Yep. Jeez. Yeah, it knows all about us. There's geofencing. Geofencing is awesome. I also like, it's like a push notification when you're super close to something. It's not geofencing. It's a... Uh, beacons. Just, Sorry, it just came to me. They're beacons. beacons. Yeah, that's what they're called. You can set up beacons if you own an app. And so like if you walk within, like let's say you set up some beacons and you're in the mall and you wanted when you walk by Dave and Buster's to send them a, a little coupon for Dave and Buster's like you're here. It, it drains the life out of your battery <laughs> if you if you have that those push notifications on. Because yeah. I remember like my wife would have it turned on for Ulta. And like when we drive past you know, mm -hmm. Triangle Town Center or something, it would like pop up a coupon for her. Yeah. Uh. It's like, okay, I Turn that off. I don't need you to know how close I am. <laughs> People find that stuff so creepy, though. How do you find the balance of that? Do you find? Wait, I don't. I don't. That's not something I sell. I don't. I don't know if like the, uh, the PR side, our digital side, if that's something they work with. I. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like. Like I said, I keep those push notifications off. Yeah, I think and... there's a balance. So this is what I think personally. I think it creeps me out a little bit, but then I also am the kind of person that have completely given up on like that I'm not being tracked. Like I just assume that I'm, yes. I'm carrying around my phone. Um, there's microphones all over the place. I assume that everybody knows everything that I'm doing. <laughs> so it doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah. Put a sticker over your laptop camera. Yeah. I like the people that do that. They're like, yep, now I'm safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's my wife. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I've heard a lot of talk just in, in not just in the last couple of years, but about how important it is for business owners to build a platform. And you guys have built a pretty impressive platform. And um, whether it's a platform, they use that word or tribe or audience or community. And so if it's, if it's that important, what are some of the steps that you would, you would help out? You would tell people, man, you guys need to be doing this to start to build their platform and help them get to the next level. Ask questions. I mean, I think that a lot of, I mean, Carrie Magazine has been around for, like I said, we are, this is our 15th anniversary year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and like I've also said, we are well incubated, but getting out there and getting into the community and talking with other business owners and find out what people want. I mean, we just did our reader <laughs> survey a couple months ago and you, you got to ask people what they want. Yeah. I mean, 
What do you like reading the most about? What do you want to see more of? Yeah. What do you want to see less of? Did you guys find any surprising answers? No, it's, it's usually a lot of food, um, and travel. Yeah. People, people like food and travel. And I mean, you had Amber on. No, she didn't come on our show, but she, we got to speak with her on the phone. She dialed in privately. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you guys featured us in, in a, as a part of an article about the, yeah. the growing of podcasts in the area. So I think one of the great things that Amber does too is bringing, again, I can't stress the word enough, but community, making sure that the content that Amber creates is, it can be read anywhere, even though it's Carrie Magazine, it can be read anywhere, but she really pulls in local businesses. It's, yeah. you know, she, yes, she could have easily written an article about podcasts using Google and researching. Right. But she wanted to talk to you, people in Cary that are doing a podcast. Yeah. You know, people locally that are doing, and sourcing that information locally as opposed to just churning out content. Yeah. Which I think makes the content a lot better. And what, it was very honoring. I thought, I felt very honored yeah. to be she asked questions. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, like, there was a heading above my name called Ear Candy that I just want to put on my new, that's one of, want that to be my job title and my business cards. Yeah. And I thought that was so great. But, yeah, she did a great job of just what's happening locally here. And I think that's the information that I find very mm-hmm. interesting as opposed to, because anybody can Google it themselves. Just yeah. Just like what you're saying. She was really good at asking questions. Yeah, which she's is, great. Which is a real skill. Yeah. I want to read this Bruce Lee quote because it's one of my favorites. Uh, if you always put a limit on everything you do, physical or anything else, it will spread into your work and into your life. There are no limits. There's only plateaus. What advice would you give to business owners that feel stuck? I would ask the question to them, how do you feel stuck? Yeah. I mean, what, what is it that, what is it you think you need to improve? I mean, are your, do you feel like you're stuck because you're not profitable? Do you feel like you're stuck because you don't have enough people coming through the door? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, well, how do you feel stuck? Do you feel stuck because you can't find the right help? What is what is making you stick? Yeah. And then getting the answer to that will lead to help you move to the next level. I want to talk a little bit more about the event side of what you guys are doing. I think it's so smart that magazines and other uh, platform building companies are, are reaching out into events. So what do you find is, is what people love about the events that you guys put on? They love different things about each event for different reasons. I mean, next week we have our Women of Western Wake Forum um, at the Umstead. That is, that's the 12th year that we're having that event. And, um, I feel like I have a ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cord from no. the headphones. Yeah. yeah it's dude. like a tiny ponytail, like a Jedi. <laughs> it's a little rat tail. <laughs> it's a little rat tail. Yeah. yeah whatever happened to rat tail? <laughs> we got to bring them back. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> um, so the women in Westerway, 12 years at the Umstead. That's next Friday, October 4th. Um, I mean, that is just a great women's networking event. Mm-hmm. Uh, each year we pick four, about five women from the community and we honor them w- with a Women of Western Wake Award for whatever reason it may be, business, philanthropic, you know, whatever they do. And that is the core content for that issue of the magazine that I also think you guys are featured in. Um, and then in turn... We also have an event at the Umstead where we have a panel discussion, we have breakout sessions, we have a breakfast keynote speaker. Yeah. So it's, it's, and again, that's another thing that has really evolved over the past 12 years from being 1130 to 130, yeah. like come in, sit down, eat, people are talking while you eat and head out to, you know, 
8.30 in the morning, there's a breakfast. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you can pick one of three breakout sessions in between that, get your headshot taken, you know, network, and then attend the luncheon where there's a panel discussion. Between the, the Maggie's, between what you're talking about with the events, it seems like the undercurrent of what you're doing is appreciation and honoring. Yes. And bringing everybody to get together and everyone wants an experience now. Yeah. That's, that's also kind of the, obviously the trend is everyone wants to be a part of something. You said, you know, fear of missing out, but it's like the Maggie party that we do for years. We had a Maggie party and it was just an, an event where we would do some awards. We would literally just hand, we'd hand you guys your best podcast award and we missed it. I know it's fine. <laughs> And, you know, it turned into the idea that you've got over 10,000 people in Cary and Western Wake voting for these businesses, make them a part of it. So, you know, a couple of years ago, we made it a public event and all the restaurants, you know, if this is the best pizza, if this is the best sushi, if this is the best, yeah. you know, Italian, bring it to the party and let the community try yeah. it. You know, if someone didn't vote for you, let them taste it. Tell them why. And I think it's a, such a powerful draw for community because you're right. We want community. That's what we're going there for. But I'm much more prone to go to a community event that's built around honoring somebody that's doing a good job mm -hmm. or being a fan of something than just like a, a call to action that feels like come, you know, pass out your business cards or or something that doesn't feel like it's at the core of what would motivate me. To right. go to something. Because I think that's one of the things Josh and I really like about the show. We're just fans of people. Like, I feel like I just want to be business's cheerleader. And uh, I, I think we all, our town and our city and our areas, our local communities, it's that old metaphor that uh, rising tide floats all boats. Like, we get better together. And at literally every every event that we do is basically for, you know, honoring people or, people or someone. So, yeah. you know, Maggie Party, Women in Western Wake, Movers and Shakers in June. I think the only one currently that we don't do that's not really honoring anyone is um, we, we do a cooking class at WISC and that's, you know, that's next Wednesday. And but anyway, that's honoring Koan, who's about to open up in the old on space off by Harrison. Could they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Their, their executive chef drew is going to be teaching the class. Mm, what kind of food is he going to be prepping over there? It is, I have the menu somewhere on my phone, but it is, I remember words like uh, there's a show you glazed chicken. Uh, there's a curry and then Vietnamese coffee cake. Oh, so Vietnamese style. It's inspired. a it's a very Asian fusion. Have you been to Buku downtown? No, so, unfortunately not. Uh, Buku was in downtown Raleigh. They closed and are becoming Koan here yeah. in Cary, and they also own uh, Soka in in Raleigh. Very cool. Whisk, what a fun place. Yeah. I, I love that place. I never been to a cooking class back there, but it's impressive yeah. the area that they got oh, set yeah. aside for. Uh, they got the cameras up so you can see what they're doing and everything. They got oh. the, the coolest gadgets and everything, too. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the kind of store I could go in and just say afternoon in. Uh, back in the day when I was <laughs> over there, they had like a little Nespresso machine that they would pour a sample for you and make a little espresso. So when you're in there dropping some, you know, getting some spatulas, <laughs> say, hey, you got a coffee maker? Yeah, we want a coffee. So I don't know if they still do it, but I would just remember Dan and the crew just being real generous and, and warm and happy. Yeah. They are awesome. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming in and sharing with us. And if you're on the fence about like, man, should I be doing advertising as my company or you feel like that's the right move, how would they get a hold of you over at Care Magazine? Um, my number is 919-377-9569. Love that voice. <laughs> you are a guy who does stuff and we appreciate that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Awesome, Our man. pleasure. 
we love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Get unstuck, tell a better story, and have a good answer to the question, what are you doing today? Relevant Media Solutions believes that marketing is storytelling. They help take business owners from feeling scared that their ineffective website is losing business, embarrassed of their online presence, and worry that their customers are not finding them, to business leaders with a useful website that grows their business and sees customers return. Let them help you tell your story. Visit RelevantMediaSolutions.com today. This episode of the Guys Who Do Stuff podcast is made possible by Forerunner Media. Forerunner Media is a creative agency helping you reach your strategic goals through content creation for social media and other platforms. Clients include Porsche USA, BMW Motorcycles, HH Hunt, the North Carolina Bankers Association, The Price Company, and Link Business, just to name a few. For every handful of satisfied paying customers, Forerunner Media does a project absolutely free for organizations who are doing good for their communities. Contact josh.manning at forerunner.media today for more information. Forerunner Media, your content creation partner.